The Diehard Eagles Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN. Receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome everybody to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the muddy green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. This is unfortunately episode 2.0 episode 1.0. We'll never see the light of day. I forgot to hit record on the uh, zoom and uh, you know, that's on me. We're, we're in our own training camp here in the podcast. I, I would be doing laps again. Maybe you want to compare me to Jalen Rager. Uh, not mentally there when it comes Hmm. to passing the uh, test needed to record the podcast, but we're moving on joining us to talk Eagles, Rob, Justin, Rob, how are you feeling about uh, Eagles going in? We got the big uh, preseason game coming up tonight. Debut of Nick Sirianni. How are you feeling? Yeah. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. Ironically, I'm feeling a little better than 1.0 of the podcast. I think, uh, when we had filmed 1.0 about a week ago, we were coming off that practice where everyone said the offense just kind of had a terrible day. Hertz didn't look sharp. No one looked good. And then I think since then, um, you know, they had the open practice at the link. Uh, we saw some kind of grainy clips. Quez Watkins had a great catch, but it really <laughs> seemed like they were a bit sharper and, and Hertz by all counts had a decent night. So feeling much better now. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm still optimistic. I think, they're improving. Um, I think the offense still has a lot to prove, but you know, I think it seems like they're trending in the right direction so far. The, the, the potential doubts I may have had about Jalen hurts, never saw the light of day. Feel really good about that. My record of supporting him still completely spotless before the record, before we move on from that, (laughs) Sean wasn't in a bit of panic mode about Jalen hurts. I sent him, I think, about six <laughs> articles of other QBs around the league who were supposedly not having great camps. I think uh, you know, Joe Burrow was one concerned oh, Joe about Burrow, his Zach Wilson. They were just in his knee. The the um, the, the text so thread was Lawrence, flooded. I, I just want all the listeners to know I did my best to temper Sean's expectations, <laughs> and I think he's back on the wagon. Oh, I'm back on the wagon. Justin, you still seem like you're you're shielding your heart from the uh the love that Jalen hurts is trying to bring to the organization. I get it. You don't want to get hurt, but are, are you letting yourself love? Are, are you there yet with hurts? Justin? I, I'm getting there. I mean, on the, and we are recording, right? I just want to make sure. Just double <laughs> yes. check. Reds um, do every day. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I think on the last one we talked about, you know, our Hertz meter, where we're at, you know, a little bit kind of like a love meter. Yeah. In this case, uh, I'm I'm at about a 6.1. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm excited for what he can do. I think he does need a, a lot of work, though. He's, he's still a bit raw. I don't want to get too excited. He seems to be doing the right things. Sirianni is really trying to coach him up, especially on that footwork as we talked about previously. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just, I, I don't want to get hurt again. So I'm going to wait <laughs> where I'm going to see, I'm going to watch from a distance. I'm going to hope, and, you know, I'm going to cheer him on for sure, but I'm not going to go all in just yet. Okay. So you uh, got, I, I just need to chime in with one thing on Hertz. We have to, I, I think too many people have this mentality with Hertz that, if he doesn't come into this season and play like he's this all pro franchise QB, it's like panic mode and it's failed. And we have to do something for a QB. I mean, for all intents and purposes, he is a rookie coming into this year. He had no camp last year, played four games under horrible circumstances with the dysfunctional offense. We just need to show that he's trending in the right direction. I think I was talking to Sean. We were yes. you know, bannering about some Eagles you know, we just all watch Peyton Manning get inducted into the hall of fame. Uh, ev- no one's going to dispute. He, the guy had a tremendous career, unbelievable QB his rookie year. He threw like 28 interceptions. I mean, it, it, if Hertz did that, we'd be panicking. You know, people would be saying we got to trade for a QB. We got to draft a QB. So let's just temper our expectations a bit. The guy is a hard worker. There was just an article. He stays after every practice to work hard. I like, you know, the last press conference I hear is uh, players are saying that when he's walking down the hall, he's quizzing other guys on the I, offense I love that just to see if they're sharp and they know the place. So look, I, I'm not saying he's the guy yet. He has a lot to prove, but I think we also have to have realistic expectations going into what is really his first year as a starter. Yeah. And to piggyback on that, I mean, I think we did discuss this and I, I'm losing track of the podcast now recorded or not, but uh, I, I did say at some point, you know, we, we got to wait, you know, at least the first six games of the season in order to see how Hertz does in order to start to analyze, I, he's going to struggle uh, as Rob just pointed out. I, I think he is going to struggle, you know, the first six, seven weeks, but really the true test is going to be around that week, seven, week, eight, week, nine, 10 to see, you know, is he able to start, getting better, especially in Sirianni's uh, offense. You got to remember, he's got a brand new coach too. With any quarterback coach relationship, there's always some growing pains regardless of who the quarterback is. So I'm, I'm completely with Rob here. We got to give it a little bit of time. I'm down to give Hertz some time and let Hertz grow. What I'm worried about is old Howie Roseman and old Jeffrey Lurie who drafted Jalen Hertz as a backup quarterback, not having that kind of patience and this dangly diamond that is, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson is just sitting over there that they're they're fiending for, that they're dying to get that. They're looking for an excuse to get Deshaun Watson in an Eagles uniform, and I don't want them to have that excuse. So I, that's what I'm. I, I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts's progression as a quarterback. I, I'm optimistic. I'm down to give him some time, and I'm down to give him the entire year. And, and you know, fine if he doesn't completely ball out, but I, I want to see some growth. I want to see some progress, but really, I just think he's gotta, he's gotta look good early. Cause his leash is, is so short and, and it's not really the ideal situation for him, but that's, that's the reality that he's living in. And again, that's why 
I, I mean, I'm high on Hertz because I think the guy is a gamer and I think he will step up to the challenge. And I think that's when he will really shine is in games. And that's why I'm really excited to watch, watch the game tonight to just see him step up and, and hopefully, you know, sh- execute at game speed and really, Sean, I am gonna, I, I'm just curious. Cause you said his leash is so short and I, I don't mean, I'm not trying to challenge it, but what, what, who else are they going to use though? Like, are they, do you think they might put Flacco in there at some point? Like what, yeah, I, no, what's, no what's I mean, I, I think, I, I guess I think his leash is short is in the fact that the only way Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie don't keep pursuing the Deshaun Watson trade mm-hmm. is if he shows some flashes early on in the season. I don't yeah. think they would. I don't think they would bench him for Flacco. I mean, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that even if he was playing like shit, they would just let him play out the season and get the draft pick. But I, I do think if he doesn't look good these first six, seven, eight, you know, weeks of the season up until the trade deadline, I, I think that that really impacts him. Cause I still think they drafted him. I believe them when they said they drafted him to be a backup and you know how these people are, you know, especially how he's set in his ways. He still thinks Andre Dillard is good. You know, is going to be a starting left tackle. Cause he drafted him in the first round. That's what he thinks. So that's mm. what I mean by short leash. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I don't buy that. I think he essentially has a one year audition here. Nothing's happened. No trades happening mid season. In my opinion, yeah. Um, and, and I don't want it to, I, I'm against any trade for Watson. Um, it, look, if Hertz is not the guy, I, I would much rather us use our picks to trade up and get one of the top rookies in the next year. Uh, that's Great. where I would go. Um, it, and you know, in that scenario, it gives us the whole year to see Hertz. If he's progressed fine, if he hasn't odds are, you're going to have a, a pretty good draft pick to begin with. And then you have at least two, maybe three first round picks to you know, have ammo to move up if you need to. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're probably right. Especially with the way this uh, Deshaun Watson thing isn't settled. He doesn't know what his suspension is going to be. The, all the stuff is still ongoing. It it makes it less and less likely that something would happen during the year. I I just want to see Hertz get this year for his audition. Cause uh, again, I I think the kid's a gamer and and I'm optimistic. What about the other guy in Philly? That's really the key to this whole thing. Nick Sirianni. I feel like maybe we started a little bit low and, and as, as, as the uh, preseasons dragged out here, as we've seen more in the training camps, I mean, Nick Sirianni, you could argue is getting pretty good at press conferences and maybe it's just cause he started out so bad in that first one, but Justin, where are you at with the, give us, you, you gave Hertz a 6.1. I think I'm at a 6.9 on Hertz. Where are you at with Sirianni one to 10? Man, I got to temper this as well, but I, I'm actually, <laughs> I, I'm really excited for Sirianni. I'm, I'm going to put it at a, you know, 8.2. How about that? Um, I'd like to go higher. I think for a new coach, I think he's doing everything that I would love to see from a new coach. I mean, just, just right off the bat. I mean, you, he's a gamer. You can tell he loves football first and foremost. And I think that's where he's really shining with these guys and how he's able to, to get this team going, even with this team with quite a few veterans on, it seemed to really be buying into everything that he's giving them. I love that. He's, he was ripping regular a new one in practice. They even, oh, pointed yeah. out it, was, 
in front of Howie. It was in front of Lori. So it, it's shown that he has the autonomy that he, we want him to have with this team um, in order to get these guys going. Um, he, he's like you pointed out, he's doing a lot better in pref, press conferences. And maybe that's because of the learning curve that he's created for himself. <laughs> but uh, I like it. And you can tell, and we pointed this out previously, once you get him starting to talk football, it, the press conference is an ease for him. It just seems like if it becomes a PR situation, I don't know how well he's going to handle that. But if you could get him talking football, you could get him talking about the guys on the team, which he obviously loves. He's all for it. Yeah. And, and not to beat a dead horse, but one more reason why you don't want to bring in Deshaun Watson and, and throw this on Nick Sirianni's plate in, as a year one head coach, Rob, you, I know you meticulously break down the press conferences. Uh, it seems like you're where are you at with Sirianni one to 10? His stock yeah. has to be rising right now. Yeah. So uh, first of all, for any listeners that don't know, the Eagles post all their press conferences on their YouTube. So they're, you know, some of them are great lessons. Um, the amazing thing is, you know, we all know Sirianni struggled in his first press conference. I, I I, I, I just more and more believe it's the, it was that awkward zoom scenario. It was an introductory less talking about football. And now quite honestly, I enjoy his press conferences. Yeah. He's detailed and he gives real answers. I mean, for so long, Doug was, and, and I'm not saying Doug was wrong, but you know, he gave kind of non-answers. You never really got anything. Sirianni actually gives you stuff that matters. And, and, and I love listening to it. And like Justin said, you can tell he just, really loves football and he's kind of settled into the role. I, I think you're seeing all the things that you want to see. I, I think one, he's come across as tremendously prepared. He does not appear lost or overwhelmed by the moment. I mean, I think he said the other day, they already have their game plan scripted for, for all the preseason games. That doesn't mean they're not going to adjust them, but he said, why should we be worrying about those later? We know what we're going to do. They already have the outline scripted so they can be focusing on practice and training camp. Love it. Love to see the preparedness. Um, you know, and the other thing Justin already hit on, he's holding guys accountable. You know, the, the everyone was worried that he was coming in as a puppet for kind of Howie or Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Laurie. And we have not seen that, you know, as we've said, he hired his own staff. And now at practice, he is holding guys accountable. He's pulled Fulgham aside. He's pulled Rager aside. He's very hands-on. Uh, and I think, quite honestly, he's getting the respect of the players as a result of that. He's holding everyone accountable. So uh, I'm bullish on what I've seen so far. I'd put him at like a 7-3. Um, I just can't, I can't go high, any higher than that because, you know, obviously a huge part of this is in the game. Yeah. You know, how's he going to coach an actual game? How's he going to call plays? We haven't seen that, you know, we're going to have a preseason game tomorrow, but that's not going to tell us much. It's going to be a vanilla script and uh, you know, very basic, I would presume. So, um, but I, I like what I see. I like his press conferences and I really think he's settled into the role. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, again, loving what I'm seeing out of, of Sirianni and he, when he talks about football, he legitimately sounds smart. I mean, not to kill Doug, the guy did win us a Super Bowl, but he he did seem to have a bit of a himbo vibe to him. Like he just had that former jock, uh, and uh, which I think worked, uh, especially for that team that we had that year. And his, his skill set was like getting guys to play for him and getting the vets to buy in, and you know, kind of what you bring as a former player. But 
Sirianni seems to have like an intellectual angle, but also again, early on, it seems to have the respect of the, uh, of the vets and, and certainly everyone's buying in at this point. We'll see how long it lasts. Obviously the test is going to come week one or early on the season. If they do end up struggling, can he, can he get people on the same page and, and keep them on that page? I'm, I'm at like a seven, nine with Sirianni optimistic, but again, we'll, we'll see. As far as the uh, left tackle, that was the uh, seemingly the only official training camp competition. Although the the receiver competition is getting pretty interesting, but uh, I mean it's a slam dunk right now. Andre Dillard now out with a uh, some sort of knee sprain. He's going to miss a, a few more weeks, so that about does it for Andre Dillard. It, it's crazy that you miss on a first round left tackle, but then hit on a seventh round left tackle that hadn't even played football, Jordan, my Justin, should we, uh, should they, these, should the Eagles try and lock up my uh, to a contract right now, or do they let him play the season out? I mean, I, I think the, the smart decision would be to try and lock him up. Right. I mean, he's going to be playing. He's going to be the starter for, uh, from what we can see. I, I don't see why you wouldn't. I know he's uh, semi new to the position. It's taken him a few years to come around. Like you pointed out, it was a seventh round pick. He never played football before. Yeah, he never played football. <laughs> I, and, you know, look at him. He seems to be a beast in there at the moment. We saw him a little bit last year, not a ton, uh, but at the very least, you know, he could play the position. Can he be a future pro bowler? That's yet to be seen. It looks like he's on his way though. Uh, as we just pointed out, I mean, he's only been playing for a few years and that's a few years at the NFL level. And, you know, he's been able to rise to the challenge and take over the starting position now. And regardless of Dillard being injured, it, it looked like he was taking it anyways. So uh, you can tell that he's better than Dillard at that point before Dillard was even injured. So I don't see why we can't hope that he can be a future starter for us. And if you are thinking that he will be, why wouldn't you try to lock him up as soon as possible? His price and stock is only going to go higher if he keeps playing the way that he that he is. Yeah, I think that's an important point. I mean, don't don't sell my lot of short uh, with the injury to Andre Dillard. He had won this competition. I mean, every day I would read the recaps and yeah, and my was clearly winning it. I mean, I would constantly read about Dillard getting beat in camp or bull rushed or, you know, whatever it may be. And I never read that about my Lotta. It just seems like he's having a solid camp. And I mean, quite honestly, seventh round pick with no football experience, he could be one of the best draft picks the Eagles have ever made. If this guy works out long-term, um, you know, interestingly, I think he's also a year younger than, than Dillard, uh, to begin with, I think he's 24 and Dillard's 25. Um, so I, I mean, he's clearly won the competition. I'm a fan. He seems like a great guy as well. Um, you know, which, which you love to see someone that the, the fans can like, and I don't know if you guys saw the uh, video clip, but there was a sweet clip of him singing at training camp. Yeah. And, uh, guys actually got a pretty decent voice as well. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty funny. And, and yeah, it's just so insane to go from never playing football to being a legit left tackle. I, I do think maybe they should try and get him to get that hometown discount now. Cause if he starts the, the entire season at left tackle, and then this is the last year of his rookie deal, he's going to, he's really got them over the barrel. I mean, they can figure out a way to pay him, but still, I, I think you'd lock him up uh, earlier rather than later. Okay. We gave out some uh, training camp predictions of guys. We thought that might pop 
from the last time we recorded. Rob, I'll let you grade A through F my prediction of Travis Fulgham. What do you got on, on Fulgham so far? Yeah, I'm going to give Fulgham a C plus so far. I think he's had a solid camp. I still want to see that, you know, he's really distinguishing himself, um, that he's really working hard. Um, you know, it's tough. It's tough to evaluate somewhat because obviously we're not at camp. So we're reading the notes. So I don't think he's had a bad camp by any means, but I, I don't know that he's had that wow camp that I was really hoping he would come out and dominate. So I'll still stay conservative and say C plus. Yeah, it's interesting. I, someone brought up a one of the beat writers brought up a point that apparently he struggles when it's one on one those drills, but in eleven on eleven, that's when he has all his good plays. So Fulgham has kind of been an enigma the entire time, and and how he had that window where he was so awesome and then completely fell off the map, Jeremy Lin esque. Uh, yeah, I still want to see some more, and, and maybe we'll get some of that in the preseason game. Justin, why don't you grade uh, Rob's Miles Sanders prediction? Uh, I mean, it seems like he's still struggling, right? He's not making those catches. Uh, the guy could still run. It sounds like he's doing well there. But, um, you know, you would have thought that in the offseason, the only thing he would have done is be by the jugs machine or have somebody throwing him, you know, some routes uh, so that he could practice that catching. But, He's still dropping passes. Um, if I had to give a grade at this point, I guess I got to go. At, uh, I hate to say it, but like a D plus only because <laughs> I I have high expectations for a Sander. Yeah. And that's not against Rob. I would have said the same thing. I was actually possibly planning on picking Sanders as somebody who was going to really shine um, at this point. But uh, that's all miles there, not on Rob for his pick. And uh, I think in, in our unrecorded podcast, uh, I brought up Ben Simmons. I don't want to get into that, but I'm just saying these Philly guys, when it comes to these techniques and doing things and it, it comes to one thing that you got to work on, whether it's free throws or, you know, catching the, the ball. I mean, just do it, get it done, make it happen. Come on. Man, with yeah. a grade like that, I'm glad I'm not in Justin's class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really <laughs> It's really cracking the whip. All right, Justin, I'll grade your uh, Jalen Rager, uh, Jalen Rager uh, prediction there. Mm, Rager's another guy, kind of slow start, kind of doing a little better. Had that awesome one-handed catch that uh, that video that kind of went viral, and then proceeded to drop a, a pass right after that. So he's he's kind of on the bubble. Uh, the fact he is, I mean, they're making him a starter. So, or, you know, according to the depth chart, him, uh, he's one of the starters there. I'm, I'm going to go C plus for Rager. Still, I, Cause I still, there's still room. There's still room to grow. I mean, he had that awesome catch, but he also got yelled at by Nick Sirianni. So clearly he's still kind of uh, not completely on board. Okay. Of course we're brought to you by win bet. Make sure you head over to winbet.com, W Y N N B E T.com. Get the win betting app up to a $500 risk free sports bet. W Y N N bet.com. You want to get down some preseason action? Of course you do right now. Eagles Steelers pick them total sitting at 35 and a half pound the under that is my play. Head over to win a bet, and uh, they got you covered. All all different kinds of uh, sports gambling you want to get in on. Win totals, Sirianni, Coach of the Year. I think that was fifty to one. Now it's down to thirty to one. A lot of great betting opportunities over at winbet.com. 
All right. Fun little segment here. Smoke or fire. Basically, is there, is there something here or, uh, you know, don't, don't really worry about it too much. Devonta Smith's knee injury. Rob is of course suggesting in the rundown that it's possibly my fault because my brother got me a Devonta Smith Jersey. I'm not going to let that slow me down. I'm saying it's all smoke, Rob. You agree? Yeah, it's clearly smoke. Um, Yeah. They're just being overly precautious about their, you know, first round pick and a guy that could be a game changer for the offense. It's nothing more than that. I'm, I'm honestly more concerned about you having the Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Justin is the Jersey smoke or fire for Devonta Smith. I'm going to say just the knee injury is there's some embers. I'm going to go a little bit higher than smoke. And I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, anytime there's a sprained MCL, you know, Schefter put out on August 2nd that it was expected just to miss two to three weeks, you know, with that. But I'm, I'm just, I'm a little concerned, right? You got to worry about that a, a touch. Um, but even more concerned because it's our training staff. I mean, we can't talk about an injury without bringing up our training staff and the fact that you know, you worry if, if they can get guys back as quickly as, as you want them to. So I, he seems to be okay. I mean, they showed him, I think what, within two days around the jugs machine and some light out there standing, catching, uh, he's been on the sideline and whatnot. So I, I, but I just, with this training staff, I I can't just say smoke. It might be some embers. Yeah. I think the thing that, I think the thing that, that probably is the real issue is I, I think the injury is smoke, but the, the fire to it is, he's missing valuable reps in camp. And, you know, as a rookie, every, every rep matters in a new system with a new QB. I mean, I know it's not a completely new QB. They played together in college, but they've never played together in this system. So that that's really the big impact. As I see it, he's missing that valuable time. If he doesn't get any preseason live action, then I'm going to, then I'm going to call it fire because then I think it's going to actually impact him going into the season. If he can still, get some playing time in that third preseason game or even the second preseason game. I'll, I'll feel a lot better. I, I will point out too. It is just interesting because I didn't think injuries were going to be an issue with him, but I know that was the big thing is that he's just so small. And it, it is interesting that he only played what a certain number of downs, a certain number of days there before he got injured. He didn't even make it a, a complete week. Um, <laughs> it was, so that, it was a is, non-contact uh, injury. That is yeah, a little, a, a little concerning. So um, I, yeah. I, yeah. Again, I think if he can get in some preseason action, I'll, I'll feel a lot better. But what about the offensive struggles in general, smoke or fire? It it certainly felt like a little bit of a fire, but then going into that, that, uh, that practice they had at the link, it seemed like they were doing a little bit better. Ultimately, I think we'll know a little bit more, whether it's smoke or fire again, it's a preseason game, but uh, Justin smoke or fire on the offense in general. I, I think it's smoke. I, I don't think you can even say that anything, even there's even any smoke there yet because it's just so early with this offense. It's so early with Sirianni there. Um, Sirianni constantly talks about fundamentals. That's what he's doing is trying to build this foundation with this team. He's implementing a, a new scheme. So you can't even decide whether they're doing that badly right now anyways, because they're just, starting. Right. And he, he talked about doing footwork with Hertz. He's learning, you know, what Sirianni wants in him um, as far as footwork, let alone a whole new offense. And he, he's got to get the timing down with the receivers and, you know, the offensive line as well. 
Uh, typically coaches also, when they come in, if it's their second, third, fourth year, they have an idea of who they want to start. And I, I know these guys probably do to a certain extent, but they're also looking at all 52 players, not just the incoming guys that might be borderline. You know, we've had a couple um, positions that have uh, tried to compete here. We talked about Dillard and Mylotta as one. Dillard's now injured. But even Sweat and Barnett are some guys that they need to look at. And I know that's not an offensive struggle right there, but they're looking at everybody right now. It's a whole new coaching staff, new offense. We need to wait for things to settle down. We can't start saying the offense struggles the first week. Well, and and Rob, I'll actually switch it on you. Smoke or fire. There's been some rumblings about the defense, you know, kind of being better than people thought. And maybe this defensive line really, really carries the team. And this, this defense has a chance to be a top 10 defense. Do you think there's something to that? Or is that just your typical training camp hype? Yeah, I think there's some fire to that. Um, I don't know that they get to top 10. I think they can be in top 15. Um, yeah. I, I mean, look, everyone knows I was out on Schwartz last year. I think his schemes got stale. Yeah. Um, I, I think there was a lack of adjustments. Um, it, it really, uh, you know, another guy I've been impressed with is Gannon. Yeah. It, it, you know, it seems like he's a really sharp guy. It seems like he's going to have multiple looks on this defense, move some guys around and, you know, try to confuse the offense, which I think Jim Schwartz really didn't do. I think he had his base package and that was it. It was rush the quarterback. And if you don't get him, that was it. You get torched. Um, so I, I do think so. I mean, just look at it. We have a, we have a top flight defensive line. I mean, Josh Schwett by all accounts is really emerging in camp. I love what I'm hearing about him. Honestly, he could be the starter. So that's one thing I think in our original, you know, episode, what did we want to see? We talked about Josh Sweat and, and in all accounts, he is in fact emerging. So that's great to see. So you have the line to begin with. Obviously the linebackers are a bit of a weakness. That's, that's always going to be a weakness. We don't prioritize that position. Hopefully some of those guys emerge. Um, but the secondary, all of a sudden with Nelson and slay, you got two good cornerbacks and I'm loving what I'm hearing about McPherson, the other rookie. I mean, I'm not saying he's ready to start, but sounds like he's a real ball Hawk and he's, he's having a good camp. So you know, all of a sudden I feel a, a lot better about the defense than I did going into the season. Yeah, no, the great thing is the, again, and kind of the, uh, the feeling with this team overall, the expectations are so low that I think that the defense too may surprise people that the pass rush in particular, if that D line's healthy and, and Javon Hargrave, who, who got off to a rough start last season, cause he came in injured. If he, if he comes in healthy, look out. Let's go birds. All right. We're going to move it over to the uh, preseason game. The debut of Nick Sirianni, of course, brought to you by prop swap America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season about to kick off prop swap here to make it your best football season ever. Again, the best part about prop swap, you don't need your bet to win. All you need to do to make money is to have the odds improve Mac Jones. He was 25 to one to win the Heisman. And then, uh, you know, by November, he was actually the favorite a prop swap customer threw a hundred bucks on Mac and then sold it for a thousand dollars before the end of the season. So he made, uh, you know, 900 bucks on a losing ticket. Again, it's like the stock market buy low, sell high. The average prop swap seller makes over $500 a month, just listing and selling tickets. Again, uh, it's PropSwap.com. head over there, download the app prop swap. It's where America buys and sells 
sports bets. Okay. First preseason game. And of course it reminds me of the, uh, well, two, uh, two, two coaches ago, chip Kelly. He was, uh, he made his debut. It was a preseason game. It also, unfortunately was the same time. Justin had a rehearsal dinner for his wedding. I was still able to sneak a uh, cell phone in and listen to the radio broadcast of chips debut as a play caller. It was, uh, it was pretty exciting. I'm not going to lie. And uh, I enjoyed the wedding. Uh, yeah. The wedding oh yeah. The wedding it was beautiful. <laughs> Moved to uh, rehearsal dinner. Yeah, it was, it was uh, from what I recall, it was delicious. It was fast paced. No one saw it coming. No, that was chip Kelly's off. <laughs> um, all right. And I may have to do something similar here, although not going to a rehearsal dinner and seriously guys do not, I'm going to have to turn my phone off because I'm, I'm taping it and I don't want any, I don't know if I want it to be spoiled at all. The, uh, the live experience of, of seeing Sirianni call some plays. Now he said Jalen hurts is going to be the starter over under Justin. How many series does the uh, first team offense play? I'll set it at three and a half over under. Ooh, I'm going to go under because I was going to say two or three. So I'm thinking three actually total. Um, I think just enough to see him, hopefully keep him healthy. Um, you talked about number of snaps actually. So uh, obviously typically you get a certain number of, you hope to get a certain number of stats each series, but um, depending on how many of those are, I, th- I think they'll, 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 he'll get enough reps there in the, the first three series. Rob over under three and a half series. Uh, first of all, I'm questioning uh, your priorities if you're not watching the game live. <laughs> but um, I, I'm also under. I was with Justin. I was going to say two to three series uh, with the starters. Yeah, it does seem. I, it hope. I think the only way it goes over is if he has three series of three and outs. Then maybe they trot him out for a for a four series, which is certainly something don't want to see. And one thing I want to see with this Eagles game uh, tomorrow is just any sort of offensive rhythm, just a couple first downs, just showing the ability to move the ball. I'm also super excited to see Quez Watkins, who seems to be balling out in camp. And, and uh, you could really make a case that the Nick Sirianni type offense that's like built around some yards after the catch type stuff, maybe really plays into the hands of Quez Watkins and maybe Quez Watkins is a surprise candidate to uh, end up being a starting receiver here. We'll see, but I Quez Watkins is definitely something I want to see in that offense and just them moving the ball in general and then getting a couple first downs, getting a rhythm. I'll feel a lot better. Rob, Rob, what are you looking to see here? Yeah, I think you nailed it. It's it's, I just want to see a sustained drive or two. Um, doesn't even have to be a touchdown, but just that we move the ball that hurts look sharp. Um, and they just, you know, show me something, show me that there's some cohesion to the offense and that, you know, Hertz can step up to the moment. Um, yeah, I'll tell you the one thing I don't want to see and it's any injuries. That's the biggest fear of any preseason game. Knock on wood. You don't want to lose anyone knock on wood to any injuries. So that's the one thing I want to stay away from. You know, I heard someone say, and I don't remember who it was to give them credit, but, uh, something to watch was that the Steelers have already played one preseason game. So for them, this is their second game. So it's almost like they're a step ahead of us. So are they going to be playing their starters more and treating this like the second preseason game that maybe will put us at a disadvantage? You know, I, I was reading, uh, it seems like Tomlin, I, I don't think they're going to be playing big Ben. 
So that leads me to believe that they're not going to be playing a ton of starters and chase Claypool kind of got banged up in the hall of fame game. So maybe that makes them a little scared. I, I think they're still going to play this somewhat uh, similarly to a, uh, a, a regular week one preseason. Justin, what do you, what do you want to see? Firing up the old TV first ever Sirianni Sirianni uh, Rob, experience. Rob uh, brought up a very important word there, uh, cohesion. And that's actually uh, exactly what I'm going to be looking for there. Um, he also brought up about the Steelers, you know, possibly playing some starters. I'm hoping um, they'll start their defensive line. Cause I, I, I would really like to see our starting O line against their defensive starting defensive line there see what our O-line can do there um, with some real snaps and hurts in there uh, to start. We'll see if that happens. Um, two players I'm going to kind of keep my eye on there. Gainwell, I'm curious to see oh, you know, yeah. how much he gets in the game and when or if he gets in the game, how much he can do. You would assume he's going to get uh, a decent amount of snaps, though, at this point. Um, and then Fulgham, I really want to see you know where he's at. It seems like Watkins has really emerged lately as possibly being that, that third guy um, with Regor and um, uh, Smith. Regor, though, has had his struggles. So um, we'll see uh, what Fulgham can do, um, whether I don't think he's going to take Regor's spot, but seems like uh, Watkins is really sticking out. So I want to see how Fulgham reacts, what he can do, and uh, go from there. Yeah, you what know what's interesting, uh, not to cut you off, Sean, but uh, – one receiver I have really heard almost nothing about during camp. And I don't know if you guys have is Greg Ward. I know he's kind of <laughs> always just like the solid guy and not Mr. flashy, but it seems like we're yeah. just not hearing much about him. And I don't know if that just means he's performing as we would expect, or if it means the other receivers that maybe have a little more physical talent or starting to outshine him. You are right, Rob. He he is always under the radar. Maybe it's just because he's just so vanilla. <laughs> like, you know, well, yeah, I think. And especially in camp, he's not a guy that has like crazy athleticism. That's going to flash. He's just a guy that's going to be able to get open on third down and actually catch the ball for a first down. But I, I, I I'll kind of be annoyed if, if he's getting a ton of targets in the, in the offense in this first preseason game, because I really want to see you know, all these other receivers, the, the Watkins, the Ragers, the Fulgums, like guys with a higher ceiling. And I like Greg Ward, but come on, we know what we got in Greg Ward. We don't need to be throwing the ball to Greg Ward a million times. So that's one thing I'll be kind of pissed if I see that from the offense, uh, Rob, any other bones to pick or, or things you don't want to see? No, I, I think again, we just have to have reasonable expectations. This is really just to get some reps in um, you know, it's going to be a, a, a very plain, basic offense. I'm sure we're not going to be showing a lot of stuff. So I think everyone has to keep that in mind. Um, but we just want to see something, you know, the reps for all these guys is really the most important thing. And you want to see that sustained drive. I will be keeping an eye on Malata. You know, I think any reps that he's getting is a good thing in live action. Um, so he is definitely one guy that, that I'll be watching. Yeah, one player going to put him in the Eagles' nest, and and feel free to uh, nominate your own guys as well. I'm I'm going to say Tyree Jackson. I, I don't think we've mentioned him yet on the mm. podcast, but he is a uh, former Buffalo Bills quarterback that they've converted uh, to the tight end position. He's like a six seven athletic freak, and he's really been shining to the point that 
uh, you know, beat writers are saying that they, they don't even think they can try and to sneak him onto the practice squad that he has a, not only a, a chance to make the 53, but actually have a role in the regular season. I, I think, especially when Joe Flacco comes in with the second unit, I, I think he seems to be favoring Tyree Jackson a lot. So I, I think Tyree Jackson actually could have a big statistical game. Justin, any, any predictions of guys you, you think are really going to shine? Uh, I think it, you know, one guy, like I, I just brought up uh, before was Gainwell. I mean, I think this is his opportunity to show something. Uh, he hasn't had a great camp uh, from what I've read. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, he can, he can show what he can do on the field. Um, he's in a big mix though. So I'm sure Scott's going to get some carries. So is Kerryon Johnson as well. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be looking for Gainwell, seeing what he can do. Rob, so, uh, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna be looking at McPherson. I think he'll Ooh, get yeah, that's a I think one. he'll get a lot of reps later in the game, not with the starters, obviously, but um I, I think he could have a decent game, maybe get a pick or something. So I, I'm gonna be watching him uh see how he performs. Um, you know, Sean, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Is is yeah. uh, ja- is Jackson gonna make the team, the 53? Yes, lock it up. Oh, interesting. You know, they're gonna have some some really interesting decisions at receiver. Um, well, and it'll be, it'll be crazy too, because I, I think what they might actually do is sneak Richard Rogers uh, through onto the practice squad. Cause I, I don't think anyone's going to claim him, but the diamond in the rough, that is Tyree Jackson. I think actually he might have a, I mean, we seem to be the only team that's interested in uh, Richard Rogers, the third tight end. And this is all assuming they don't trade Zach Ertz by the old Dick rod. He's <laughs> Uh, so I think we can cut him and put him on the practice squad and, and Tyree Jackson makes it as the third tight end. Again, this is assuming they don't move Zach Ertz and, and maybe Zach Ertz. I keep going back on the and forth as to whether Zach Ertz could have a big game one. Maybe they go out of their way to showcase him as trade bait or, or maybe they hold off with the idea of like, well, we can't get this guy injured because we still do want to trade him. Rob, do you think they, I'll put you on the spot. Do they move Zach Ertz by opening day? Ooh, by opening day, you know. First of all, I will say by all accounts, it sounds like he's actually having a really good camp. Yeah, uh, he's he's come in and he's played well. I'm gonna say no, uh, but but I will not discount it before any trade deadline, especially if there's a team that maybe thinks they can get over the hump. You know, if it's a Bills or something like that, that he could bring something to. So I'm going to say he is on the roster opening day. He very well could get traded, but I, I do still think a trade is in play because realistically this is his last year, no matter what. So if they can get something of value for him, I think they're going to take it uh, and, and move on. Yeah. I, I just don't see if you're the bills, I don't know. Dawson Knox, it just kind of sucks compared to Zach Ertz. So I, and Zach Ertz does have, a you know, has stuff in the tank. I, the Bills are legit Super Bowl contenders. I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't be trading for Zach Ertz. All right, closing things out with some score predictions. Of course, brought to you by UnderdogFantasy.com. Head over there for uh, best ball. It's the best way to play fantasy football. You don't need to manage your guys every week. Oh, do I put them in? Do I not? You just draft. You draft once. Drafting is the most fun part about fantasy football. And use the promo code SGPN. You get a free twenty five dollar entry. Into best ball mania two for a chance to win $1 million. 
Let's go. I have a ton of uh, Jalen Hurts uh, shares in in all these underdog uh, fantasy best ball drafts I've been doing. I've also I got to get some more Quez Watkins because I a lot of times I'll pair him with like a Fulgham or a Rager because they're you know they're available so late. But maybe maybe Quez ends up being that uh, sneaky second receiver. Rob, get score predictions. What are we looking for here? I'm going to say the score is. 20 to 10. I, I think the Eagles Eagles are going to lose this one. Wow. Realist Rob is out, even though yeah. it's a preseason already preseason first game, new coach. Um, I it, believe me, I will not be panicking. That's just, that's just <laughs> where, how panic. I see it. <laughs> I love panicking. Justin lock it up. Final score predictions for the week one preseason game. I'm going to say 2317 us. Ooh. Uh, we'll take it. I'm I'm even going to predict that Hertz gets the touchdown somehow whether it's uh passing or running. I think he gets it into the end zone during one of those drives. Love it. I'm going to go 20 points to the Eagles, 13 to the Steelers. Right now it's a pick 'em over at WinBet, so get down on the Eagles and the under. I think it's a, as high as 35 and a half. That is easy money. All right. Next time we're talking on the podcast, we're going to have Nick Sirianni game film to break down. The Eagles actually make their official debut in the Sirianni era. Going to have time to talk about. And of course, uh, preview in the next preseason game, all the action in between. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the diehard Eagles podcast. Shout us out with a nice uh, five-star rating and or review talk trash on the Cowboys. They deserve it. For the Die Hard Eagles podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds.